Welcome to another episode of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers, and today I have something a little different planned for you, and I think you're going to love it. This episode is filled with a variety of topics, including conspiracy theories, haunted locations, and even a live audience. But before we dive into the deep end of the paranormal swimming pool, I wanted to make a really exciting announcement. So, I have a brand new book that's being released next week on August 8th. That's 8-8 for anybody who finds meaning in numbers, by the way. The book is titled Old Soul, Young Spirit, and it's essentially a survival guide of sorts for those of us who have always felt a little different. The book actually has a lot to do with past lives and reincarnation, so if that interests you or if you've always suspected that you yourself are an old soul, you can purchase my book on Amazon on August 8th. Now, it's important to get it on that specific date because anybody who emails my office a screenshot of their Amazon purchase on August 8th will be entered for a chance to win a psychic group session valued at $450. Again, the book is called Old Soul, Young Spirit, and you can get it on August 8th. But enough of the shameless plugs, uh, let's get on with the show. So what you're about to hear is actually a live event that I recently did. I was invited onto the Pat and JT show, which is a popular podcast that's affiliated with Herdat Media. Now, Pat and JT are nothing short of celebrities here in my home city of Omaha. Uh, they spent decades working as morning radio hosts. And as fate would have it, Pat was absent from the live show, but JT, a.k.a. Jill, was kind enough to bring me on stage. And we spent an hour talking about UFOs, Skinwalker Ranch, glitches in the Matrix, alternate realities, portals, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself as we deviate from our regularly scheduled programming. Things are definitely about to get so strange. Fantastic, guys, and welcome to another episode live from Hill Varsity Club. Uh, thank you to everybody that's here. We really appreciate you guys coming out. You guys enjoying the food? Enjoying the drinks? Is good? Fantastic. We'll tell the staff thank you. They will be back here to take care of you. So we'll make sure that you don't have to traipse out there to go get anything more to drink. I want to say thank you to Kugler Vision. They are our sponsors, they are our friends and our partners, all the way through all the live events for the next year. They're going to be out here with us. They're going to be bringing people out here to talk about with you about any of the, the different services that they have, which they cover all the bases. And then we have our guest of honor. Has anybody ever heard of Andy Myers? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I was wondering if Kugler Vision works on third eyes. You know, can you improve intuition? Is that a thing? Okay. <laughs> got to keep that psychic senses sharp. Yes, the third eye. I see you've got your, your poster over here, your stand-up. Is it too much? No, it's not. Because when I set that up, I'm like, is that, is that too is that much? Too is, much? That a, is that obnoxious? No, it's not it's too a big much. head. It looks fantastic. 
Well, Tell us about Soul Studios. Soul Studios is my rebranding. I'm basically calling a, a digital playground for all my creative and intuitive outlets. So it encompasses everything that I do, my psychic services, my artwork, my shop that's going to be opening soon. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, anything coming up, as a matter of fact, on the calendar? Yeah, September 8th, actually, I'm doing a Past Lives Gallery reading. So live and in person at the Dreamweavers facility in Elkhorn. It's going to be fun, so round up a couple of your closest besties come out and figure out who you were and what you did in a past life and most importantly how much trouble did you get in right should be fun i've seen some of the posts that you put up let's just kind of jump into it right here um a couple of the posts that you put up about people that have come in to talk about past lives and the the synchronicities if you will or the or the the overlay into their current life is astounding. I mean, it's like it's like there's little things like names that are held over. Like it might have been the name of their best friend, but now it's the name of their dog, or it's the right, or maybe the thing that they do or the hobby that they have. You said this is what you did in a previous life. It's it's it never gets old, but it's always fascinating, you know. And yeah. and you, day in day out to uncover these past life synchronicities. Actually, just the other day, I, I had the pleasure of speaking with a nice guy from Washington State. And I saw images of him having a past lifetime where he worked in 1800s, somewhere near Ohio, and he was affiliated with the railroad systems. And I described that whole past life to him, and he said, well, that's funny because I know Morse code. And I I thought, well, that's awesome. Like, who knows Morse code? More importantly, how does it relate to trains, right? (laughs) When he dropped some knowledge on me, he said, actually, back in the 1800s, that Morse code was used to communicate between one railroad station and and another. So he just felt this desire to learn it in this lifetime and it came really naturally to him and i thought wow that's a pretty neat carryover right yeah yeah so probably it's like one of those imprints as they say or the skill itself right which i I did see that one i thought that is fascinating because that's true you know the brain can't remember but the soul never forgets Mm. you know and mm. I also saw images of him, you know, aboard a pirate ship. And I laughed when I told him this because I couldn't, I didn't know what else to call it. But I saw images of a giant, almost like Spanish Armada type galleon pirate ship and described the details of that lifetime. And he, he went on to share with me that he actually has a background in electronics and, and radios and ham radios. And he was actually commissioned to install some of the electronics on the actual boat that was used in Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And so he said when he was on the ship, he had this overwhelming sense of deja vu that he had been there before. And we kind of laughed. And we said, well, maybe you were. Maybe Johnny Depp wasn't there, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Never know. You never, uh, no, okay, now you mentioned deja vu when you said that. That's something that's come up. And I've seen it talked about. By, okay, they talk about glitches in the matrix. Mm-hmm. And I know that's one of your topics. Yeah. And then also talking about deja vu. And deja vu, some people say that also brings up another topic, which is timelines. I don't know if any of you guys have looked into any of that stuff, the timeline stuff, which I'd never heard of that until probably about five or seven years ago, about just the timelines, resets, the theories that go along with that, because some things just don't line up. Like you know how old a certain building or a pyramid is, but then you also know that, well, there were no people here the people that they said were here were gone by then, you know, so this shouldn't have been here. You know, there were just things that didn't match up, and they were trying to explain it. So going back to deja vu, what is your theory on deja vu? Yeah, and I think raise your hand if you've experienced deja vu at one point in time. 
It's like all of us, right? Yeah. And I think there's three potential explanations. Now, explanation number one is kind of the more scientific approach, but neuroscientists think it's a brain fart. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. You, right? Yeah, they say it's just like some anomaly. Everybody has it. It's just one of those things. Right. Your, your synopsis aren't snapping, you know, <laughs> something's not working, and so right. it, it gives you a wrong reading. Yeah, like you experience something and then immediately forget it, and then a nanosecond later you come to again, and it makes you feel like you've experienced it twice, when in fact you've experienced it once. Now that's the boring explanation, yes, right? Yes, it is. So from a past life standpoint, I think it's possible that deja vu will sometimes occur when you're experiencing something similar to what you experienced in a past lifetime, whether it's in a moment or an event or a conversation you're having with a, with a close friend. And then you have the kind of the soul and destiny angle. So explanation number three you know, is we essentially write a script to our life. And then when we get here and we're going through the motions and you're acting out, you know, the, the parts of the play almost like an actor, sometimes the soul goes, wait, I know this. I, I wrote this script. Here I am living it. And then, boom, you have, the, you have the deja vu. Okay, I've heard people talk in that language also, well, maybe a few different words, um, talking about when you said writing the script, asking to come back, trying to complete a task, yeah. trying to complete whatever it is that they're doing. So, so you aren't supposed to have that memory. I remember the movie, can't remember the name, where he dies and he goes to heaven and somebody forgets to hit the switch and he gets sent back. And so as a child, and he remembers everything yeah. about his previous life. Was he the one that was the, what was it? Do you know what it was? You know what, it, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Somebody uh, Google. What, what um, dreams may come? No. There's another one called is it Chance. Steve Gutenberg? Older. Chances are that might Chance, be the name of Chances it. are it yeah. might be another. And he came back as his, like he ended up meeting his ex-wife or his former, right? Yeah. And he was a young dude then when he, I don't know. But anyway, somebody didn't hit the button to erase his memory. Right. Before he came back. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating. In these, you know, glitch in the matrix moments, people are having those all the time too. Like seeing thing, something or experiencing something that technically shouldn't exist. Something that defies the laws of physics. And you know, you, you go this angle, there's, there's videos that have yet to be debunked. Online videos, TikTok, YouTube, of people seeing like birds frozen in, in the yes. sky. I saw a video, there's this EMT, firefighters and emergency responders on a, on a freeway, lights are blaring and everything, but there's a bird frozen in flight in midair. And they're like holding up an extender pole and everyone's looking at like, what the heck is going on? And everyone's like, I, I glitch know. in the matrix, this video game's frozen. Right? right. Reset exactly the level. Okay, we've also heard the birds aren't real theory, which makes me giggle. Elon Musk throws that around every once in a while, too, yeah. to kind of mess with y'all. Well, now Twitter's not real, so eh, he kind of got rid of the birds. <laughs> but that whole birds not real theory, there have been some things that have happened, though, that lead people to say, well, this is kind of weird. Maybe it's not all the birds. Maybe it's just some of them. <laughs> like, like, you ever seen the, the stories where you had... 50, 60 birds just dropped out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. Why For can't no the mosquitoes just drop out of the sky? That's I what I want to know. Save the birds, kill the mosquitoes. Kill the mosquitoes. Yeah. I go for that. All right, so let's go back, back where we were. We were talking about deja vu, which led us to what? Timelines. Timelines and resets. What do you think about that? It, it's all over movies. Anybody who watches the Marvel and the Avengers and all these spinoffs of like Loki, the movie Loki, it's all about alternate universes and alternate timelines and basically the the theory is you know every major decision we make in life personally professionally love life all of it every juncture in time the decision that you make at that crossroads basically branches off into another potential future 
And if that's true, the physics checks out, but it might be possible we're actually living multiple lifetimes at once, like countless lifetimes. Like there's a version of you that's president. There's a version of you that's homeless. There's a version of you that's looking at this pizza thinking, man, I wish I could have a bite. You know, it's like... (laughs) That would be this version. That's this version. This version. (laughs) What was the movie? Sliding Doors? Was that the movie with Gwyneth Paltrow? Is anybody familiar? Where where it was one of those uh, choices... You made a choice, and this was her life, and then she went the other way, and it was a completely different outcome. And it's like, okay, so movies. Let's just talk about movies, too. How long have they been putting this stuff out there in front of us, kind of like showing us? And now I look back at the movies I watched in the 80s or the 90s, and they have a completely different meaning to them. Trail of breadcrumbs. It, you know, disclosure, slowly. They're easing us in, like slinking into a hot tub as to not, not to shock us, so, right? Okay, who do you think they is? That's a good question. Tinfoil hat. We should have brought the tinfoil hat. I know. Who is <laughs> they? The Hollywood directors who are in cahoots with the Illuminati, who know the CIA. Cause, yeah, because somebody's got to be pushing them in, the, in a direction. Makes you wonder. Or if this is just like a collective conscious where all these movies are coming out at the same time because humanity as a whole needs to experience this and needs to wake up to this is going on. Mm-hmm. But you know what movie comes to mind if we're talking about the paranormal blending with like spirituality and time travel? I'm thinking Interstellar. I love that movie. Right, I, with, I can watch that. Oh you like that too? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys all seen Inter- Interstellar? Yeah. If, if you ha- Watch it. And you probably have to watch it twice. McConaughey's in it. Um, and it's just, it's a really great story, but it will flip your mind and make you just like, what did I just, what just happened? And it's like the snake eating its own tail. Well, it's it, not in that, but you know what yeah, I mean? Everything comes full circle and not to give any spoilers, but the opening scene to the movie, they think that a, the little girl in her bedroom thinks that there's a ghost because there's weird things moving around. And at the end, there's a twist ending where it has to do with time and space and a message being delivered from somebody that she loves. And it turns out it's not a ghost. It has to do with physics and science. And it's just mind-blown, you know? And that came out 10 years ago. Already, gosh, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. That was Matthew McConaughey, Jessica Chastain's in it, Anne Hathaway's in it. If you haven't, Matt Damon's in it. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Interstellar, it's really good. And it will make you kind of go, hmm, hmm. And you want to watch it two or three times. And, it, and the physics yeah. checks out. So if you're kind of a stickler for science and staying true to science, they, the directors and producers actually uh, consulted with physicists, well-known physicists throughout the world, because they wanted to make sure that the actual science and physics is legit. So watching the movie with the wormholes and how time works and space travel and all this stuff... That's actually how time travel would work. By the way, loudest moment in cinematic history that I've ever watched is when he goes into the wormhole. In the theater that I saw it at at Majestic, the speaker was blown. And, oh. and, and I didn't find out till towards the end of the movie where he goes into the wormhole. I'm like, ah, I know how that speaker got blown because it was like, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Yeah. It's a crazy sound. It, it is. And that's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay, now you're talking about talking to physicists and, and people who can give you proof. Have you, have you yourself, like, in your, I'm sure, in your research, though, and when you're looking at things, you see real applications or real areas of study being applied. So there are people that are, I guess, arguably smart. <laughs> who, Smarter than us, right? right? <laughs> who are looking at these things yeah. in real time. 
Yeah, and it's it's crazy. You know, you you go down this rabbit hole where spirituality almost meets quantum physics. I mean, I'm a I'm going to put it into kindergarten terms because that's the only way I can Please, process it. But there's been studies done that particles, you know, waves and particles actually behave differently as if they have consciousness, as if they know they're being observed. They did what's called a great test or a slit test where they shot photons, you know, th- at a wall, and some of them went through a grate and stuck to the wall behind it. But when they, when they stopped being observed and they shut the cameras off, the, the photons acted differently. And they're like, well, how, how can they behave differently if they know that they're being watched? And then it's like, well, do particles have consciousness? Do, do cells have consciousness? And if so, that opens up another wormhole that applies to past lifetimes, right? Because you have these cases all around the world of these organ donors. You know, a person passes away and the recipient gets a, a heart or a kidney and they start taking on the, the memories of the person who passed away. And that can only be possible if organs hold memories, which is just... Mm-hmm. How many movies have been made about that, though? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. They're great horror movies, obviously, because <laughs> that would just be scary. As, yeah. yeah, that'd be scary. But it has happened. So they make the movie, and it seems absolutely ridiculous and out of this world. But it's based on real events. And yeah. I hope we don't say the same thing about the movie uh, Independence Day with Will Smith. I hope that doesn't become real. I wouldn't like that either. <laughs> the uh, aliens <laughs> attack. Should we talk but, about that next? Okay, let's. Yes. Okay. Since it's in Congress right now, has anybody, did anybody watch the congressional hearings in the last few days where they were talking about UFOs? Okay. So this is, you saw it? Did you see any of it? Okay, thank you. So we've got a couple of clips that we're going to slide up here. Um, so this is from a news piece that was done. It's a little bit longer. I don't know if we'll play the whole thing, but we're going to let Andy kind of have cam start and stop at where he wants to this is in congress this week and they have a whistleblower Mm. who is an intelligence guy yeah david grush whistleblower uh claims that not only and this is a bipartisan hearing both sides of the political spectrum people are coming together saying we need to find out what these things are they're zipping around our airspace is this a threat to national security is it real is it real what do you have what proof do you right. have right but dave Gr- david grush says it's very real and he knows people personally in the fbi caa who have not only recovered crashed alien spacecraft but they've also recovered non-human entities remains yeah let's go ahead and play this and see where where it goes and you can direct you and cam take over (laughs) congress pushing for answers on some unexplained activity in the sky today a house committee heard testimony from former u.s military and intelligence officials and they say they've had mysterious encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena otherwise known as ufos and think the government should be telling us more about them well brian hackney has some of the biggest revelations from the out of this world hearing oh my gosh dude the hearings today really began with this incident in 2015 and another off san diego in 2004 as we pulled nose onto the object within about a half mile of it it rapidly accelerated in front of us and disappeared navy aviator david fravor was inside that jet so as you started to turn back towards the east, the controller came up and said, sir, you're not going to believe this, but that thing is at your cat point roughly 60 miles away in less than a minute. You can calculate the speed. Ten years later, more close encounters were recorded off the east coast. Do you believe UAPs pose a potential threat to our national security? Yes, and here's why. The, the technology that we faced was far superior than anything that we had. But David Grush 
whose allegations of a government cover-up was headline news, had the most shocking testimony. Have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. Grush is a veteran of the Pentagon's intelligence community. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. The big takeaway for me today in today's hearings on this was that there was no real physical evidence being presented. Dr. Seth Shostak of the SETI Institute believes there's extraterrestrial life somewhere, just not here. It's all, you know, witness testimony, which as you know, is not great evidence or just about anything. Dr. Shostak would rather see alien bodies and spacecraft rather than hear about them. But when he's asked, well, where is it? Show some photos, do something to prove that that's more than merely an assertion of yours. And he says, well, I can't because it's classified. Oh my gosh, man. Maybe not for long. Would you have had the capability to defend yourself, your crew, your aircraft? Absolutely not, sir. No. Uh, is it possible that these UAPs would be probing our capabilities? Yes or no, Mr. Graves? Yes. Raj? Yes. Braver? Definitely. It looks like that we have a problem here that needs further investigation. Okay, we're going to stop yeah. there. Um, anybody, anybody a little curious by that? I mean, just kind of weird. Is this kind of creepy? There were a couple of things that came out of that. One was the pilot. The pilots previously had been told to stand down. Yeah. They would lose their jobs if they spoke out, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a strength in numbers kind of thing, right? You have a herd of wildebeest trying to cross the crocodile-infested water. If you go by yourself, you'll get eaten. If you go with all your buddies, you might not. Right. right? Exactly. So, but it, it is interesting because, and there's so much to unpack here because I think the bottom line with Seth Shostak at, at SETI, if, if it's readily available and proven that extraterrestrials are here, he's out of a job because they're searching for extraterrestrials. Right. They'll pull his funding. So that's one angle, but another angle you have to come at is He gets a, funding. Yeah. He gets funding, the extraterrestrials. <laughs> and then they laugh at us. When we say, are there ETs? And then they give him money. <laughs> Come on, you make it legit and then you laugh at us. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, di I disagree that they pose a threat. because Just because they're more advanced than humans doesn't mean they pose a threat. Just like we, That would be like saying a college student poses a threat to a kindergartner because they're more advanced. Well, only if the college student is violent. Violent. Right. Right. Or aggressive. Right. Right. Now that adds, you know, you, you could get into a gray area, I suppose, uh, but I don't think they mean us harm because if they did, they, they could have taken over the world already. And it's interesting but that... maybe they already are. Well, maybe we're, maybe that, we're maybe aliens. Maybe that's where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to them, we are the aliens. Right? right? Yeah. But Ryan Graves was talking about back in 2014, he was a Navy pilot, and this is what you didn't see in the video, but back in 2014, he was a Navy pilot stationed over near Virginia Beach, and they had these brand spanking new, I think they were F-18 Hornets with brand new, sophisticated, updated radar devices, and he and all his colleagues started to see blips and bloops and bogeys all over their screen, and they're like, well, some, there's a glitch, something's not right with this new equipment. They did their checks, everything was fine with the equipment, and then they had visuals. And whatever they were seeing zipped 
through their formation. It flew between two FAA-18 Hornets uh, at a great speed. And get this, the shape of the UFO was a gray cube surrounded in a translucent bubble. In other words, uh, defies the laws of physics because it doesn't have... Um, I'm going to karate kid this little man here. a bug. Um, <laughs> but it defies the laws of physics if it doesn't have yeah. a tail and wings and a, and a jet or engine. Or a source of propulsion, right? It's not a blimp. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a gray cube. It's a gray cube. That's another one, the black box. That's a whole other theory, a whole other conspiracy theory. Um, and then the non-human. They say the biologicals, they're non-human. Yeah. Okay, one of the theories is it could be animal. And quite possibly, what if they're doing... Like they used to, they used to put monkeys in 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 and experiment, you know, use them. And yeah. nobody wants to admit they're using monkeys anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, so I hope not. I hope not. But so it'd be better if it was aliens than monkeys. <laughs> we can agree on that. Yes. Yes, we can agree on that. Have you ever heard that? There's a quote by a guy named Arthur C. Clarke, and it talks. It's just real simple. There are two possibilities: either we're alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Yeah. yeah, sit on that for a minute. It's, it's, it's true. It's true, and it can either make you feel really important or it can make you feel really lonely. It can make you feel big or small to contemplate your place in the universe. We have billions of galaxies, each containing millions of stars, and there's almost a 0% chance that we are alone in the universe. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And these UAP, UAPs is what they call them now. Which is a unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. Just Which means nothing. Changed the vernacular as well. Made it just generic as they possibly could because yeah. at least before it was an unidentified flying object. Right, right. So now it could be a mirage. But they're Whatever. defying the laws of physics. Yes. Because uh, David Fravor, also Navy pilot, he, he, on multiple accounts, he and his buddies observed these things Coming down from 80,000 feet, which is space, ladies and gentlemen, coming down from 80,000 feet, hovering at 20,000 feet for a couple hours, showing off, and then zipping right back up to 80,000 feet. And not only that, they stop on a dime, and nothing can do that. Humans can't do that because it would liquefy our organs and, and mechanics. If, even if it's an unmanned drone, a drone can't do that either because you, you go from several thousands of miles an hour to zero miles an hour, it would rip the nuts and bolts and it, it would be blown to smithereens. Right. So whatever so this do is, do doesn't make sense. And it's on film. That's on film. We've seen it. Although I have to say their, their film has not gotten better. It's like it's still pretty grainy. Yeah. Like they need to up it just a little bit because it's, I mean, we've got better video on our cameras now. Then some of the stuff that we're seeing is evidence, usually. Like Sasquatch is always kind of it's fuzzy. It's always blurry. <laughs> kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Um, what about, too, hearing about the ships coming out of the ocean? Ooh. Yeah, I got a story. I'm kind of sworn to secrecy on the, on the details of this. Sworn to secrecy. I've never told Stop you this it. either. <laughs> you didn't know I was going to say this one. Nope. So I, I, have, I have a good friend whose father used to be in the Navy. True story. I've never shared this publicly. And he says that back in the late 80s, I believe it was, they were stationed somewhere in the Pacific, and his dad was a high-ranking naval officer. And this is around, uh, right around sunset, but it was still light out, and they had half the crew on the upper deck, uh, and cal calm waters, and they see bubbling, they see white water down below, and they're like, what the hell is going on? Is mm -hmm. this a whale? What is this? Three disc-shaped crafts come out of the ocean, and they're all seeing this, and they hover, and then they shoot upward into the sky so quickly they disappear. I mean, what do you, what do you make of that? 
It's like flying fish. Right? It really, and see, and then the stories go on from there. Are you sure you want to bring, this is, this is really scary stuff. We're talking UFOs. No, I'm kidding. Come on in. It's not so bad. Come on in. It's not at all. Um, about, you've heard of Operation High Jump, which yeah. was about Antarctica. Yep. If you get a chance to Google it, Operation High Jump. But it was a, it was a, a, a you know, he had tons of medals. He was a very well-revered leader, and he's going down to, to take a look at Antarctica, and he, too, experienced seeing ships come out of the ice. He did. Um, and they turned around and hightailed it out of there. They were like, because they, they lost ships and men, I do believe, in that also. They did, and I believe that was the case of Admiral Byrd, yep. uh, well-respected, high-ranking official. Not only did they see alien spacecraft, but it was almost like a journey to the center of the earth type of thing because yeah. he claims he actually saw dinosaurs and like the land before time. Like it doesn't make land any before sense. before time. Yeah. Which again, where did that movie idea come from? Right. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. But But the, the coolest part and the craziest part is, is these UAPs, these UFOs, it's not at all a new phenomenon. We associate it going back to 1940s with the crash at Roswell and they allegedly recovered the extraterrestrial mm -hmm. beings. Back in the 1500s, Nuremberg, Germany, there's what they call the Battle of Nuremberg. They had, there's artistic uh, paintings and depictions. There's actually a wooden, uh, basically a wooden canvas and with artistic paintings. The whole town of Nuremberg, several thousands of people, saw an aerial battle with UFOs shooting at each other, laser beams, things without wings, something shaped like a cross. He had circles, discs. Some of them were falling to mm -hmm. the ground. It was like something out of Star Wars. Back in the 1500s, you have no play. You don't even have dirigibles because... You know, lighter right. than aircraft didn't even come around until the 1800s. Right, right. And they, and, and they depicted that in the pictures that they, they put together. Yeah. And, you and you that, can buy it in happened. a blanket. What's that? You can get on Amazon and you could buy the Battle of Nuremberg artistic no, depiction as yeah. like a Snuggie. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's always Christmas. I got you. There, there is. There's, There's always, I mean, just put it on the list. Um, but those kind of things, again, that goes back to timelines too. Yeah. Because that doesn't make sense. Because make sense. what were the Wright brothers doing? If they right. were already, they already were, you know, it's like they were starting over again, reinventing the wheel, if you will. Apparently that's happened several times. Yeah, more like the wrong brothers. The wrong brothers. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, we're here um, all night. Oh, go ahead. Anybody seen, and I'm not giving any spoilers, but raise your hand if you've seen the new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, <laughs> Dial of Destiny. Oh, great film. Great film. But that book is kind of it has to do a little bit with time travels and alternate <laughs> timelines and when i was watching that movie i kind of geek, geeked out when i found out the premise of it because it centers around an actual real thing that i've covered in my so strange podcast it's called the antikythera device or the antikythera mechanism hold on i'm googling yeah it's like a <laughs> it's like a dial of destiny computer but it was invented they found it and it was like a thousand years more advanced than anything should be and then it has to do with Indiana Jones, and I won't ruin it, but there's oh, wow. portals and stuff, and you should okay. see it. I'm going to spend some time here this weekend. <laughs> I can see that right now. This is, I, I even spelled it so wrong, and, and Google found it. I spelled it so wrong. It's totally phonetic, and it is not spelled like that. And Antikythera? I mean, if we pronounce it correctly, you get credit points. You'll get it. Forget spelling it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So next thing is... Ancient Aliens, the television show. Are you a fan? 
I'm a, I'm a fan, but again, I wish we had our tinfoil hats here. You know, mm-hmm. next time we'll be passing those out as party favors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get branded tinfoil hats. That's what we're going to well, do. The best is the guy, one of the hosts, like every season, his hair gets bigger and yes. bigger and bigger. What Georgios is it? It's, it's, it's a Greek name, Garakalopoulos Ger- or right. whatever it is. But yes, it is. It gets some, yeah. They're coming to town. Where are they going to be in Omaha or in Ralston? I think the new, right? The new event center in Ralston um, next month. I think it is, right? And you can go online. I, was, I, was, I just came across this this week. I was like, nobody told me this, but I must have been guided to find it because I found it. Um, and so, yeah, they have great seats still available, but you can go right on their site and, and find seats. But they're bringing like three or four other doctors, scientists, along with your big hair guy. So <laughs> he's going to be there, and they're going to 90-minute show. It's awesome. 90 minutes of just listening to all that good stuff. We have enough weird friends between the two of us who could fill half that auditorium. We probably could. Yeah. We probably know most of the people that are going to be there. And, <laughs> and that's okay. Some of my buddies are going to geek out. My friend Eddie would probably take his shirt off, get an autograph with a Sharpie, and then fill a tattoo over that. Like I got Some Georgia Don't throw Lucas. it on stage. Yeah. Just, <laughs> please don't throw it on stage so they can... No, please don't. Yeah. That's become a thing lately where people are throwing things on stage at, at entertainers. See. Like phones... Things to sign. You don't. All this, uh, and people get hit in the head. And yeah, don't yeah. don't throw anything on. But anyway, yeah, ancient aliens are going to be coming to town, so that'll be really cool. All right. Does anybody have any questions about anything, or is there anything that you wanted to know more about, or that you've heard about? Hold on, we're going to get a microphone over to you real quick. Because if you've, you know, any theories or or stories that you've heard about, or shows you've seen where you're just kind of curious what Andy's take is on it. Or my bad amateur take is on it. Over here, right in front. There you go. So we'll get you hooked up here. What's your name? Donald. Donald, what's your question? What is your take on Skinwalker Ranch? All, is that one of your favorite shows? It's one of my favorite shows, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You know, I've, I've seen it. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, we know when I first heard of Skinwalker Ranch, I was under the false assumption that this was like... A farm, a ranch, you know? They have some goats and chickens and horses. It's a massive, massive property. Uh, How many thousands upon thousands of acres? It's out in the middle of the southwestern desert. It's huge. And the cool thing about Skinwalker Ranch, it's like a buffet of all things paranormal. Like there's something for everybody. You got UFO abductions. You have ghost sightings, disembodied voices, uh, alleged portals, Bigfoot sightings. Cattle mutations. Cattle. Huge deal. Uh, yeah, they've got a ton. Of, now they've also have a ton of skepticism. Yeah, that's been lobbed at them too, and a lot of people, especially some of the people who are congressmen, are blaming the likes of, and they listed a whole bunch of other things along with Skinwalker Ranch, as being the reason why people why there's this mass belief system that this any of this crap could be true. I mean, it's just like this is just ridiculous. This is this is insane. It's because of things like that in reality shows. That's the reason why people believe this stuff. And I don't think so. I think uh, there's a reason why this is so interesting to people is because they already believed. Right. And I do think there's something there's something I would have moved. <laughs> it's high strangeness is the new term people are throwing around. High is it's a place of high strangeness. In your circles? Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird place. Now it does come with some physical evidence. Actually, one of the main guys who was investigating there had I, I don't know how or why, but he started to have weird like swelling of the brain, and mm-hmm. he had to get like emergency medical attention. I think he ended up being okay, but he stopped his investigation. But it's kind of one of these things. It's it's a really anomalous, weird, paranormal place. I kind of wish not to sound old 
fashion, but I kind of wish they would have done it documentary style instead yeah. of reality show style because yeah. it felt a little scripted, which doesn't discredit what's going on there. It just, it just felt a little scripted is all. Well, it makes it harder for the people that do want to learn more yeah. to, to feel, not feel, you feel like you're attacked <laughs> because you do follow it and you do want to know more about it that you're kind of a target. Um, but yeah, I wish they would have done that too. That's they a good one. They need some sage. You know, like right? sage is the size of a palm tree. Just right? a bunch of nice bonfire, bon- like you know, kumbaya. <laughs> that and hold hands and sing and like raise the vibration yeah. of it. I wonder if that yeah. would work. You know, actually, what I saw in one of these Bigfoot shows, and it, the title was outlandish because it was like painting Bigfoot as like this crazy, creepy, you know, monster. <laughs> they had this guy. I kid you not. They had this guy. He had like a big old cannon fog machine, and he had holy water in it, and this thing was like a vapor diffuser, Stop. and he was like spraying mist all over parts of Alaska. And I'm like, this, this guy means business, he's, man. He's working to scale, man. He's working he's like, it, man. He's got to get some business done. Got to get it done. Remember when I had the stuff going on in my house, and like I had, I don't know if everybody's heard the story, but I've been in my house for a number of years, and about five or seven years ago, I, I did a couple of things. One was some work in one of the bathrooms to tore out a wall, and the house was built in the early 70s. So it's not like it's ancient. But like we say, it may not be the house. It can be the ground, right? It can could be, be the person living there, you could say. Could be, maybe. But anyway, things started happening. That's when things started happening. And that's when I, I actually, had, I'd already met Josh Hurd, mm-hmm. right? And he's got... Um, Malvern Manor. Yep, Malvern Manor. Have you been over there, Malvern Manor, and all that good stuff, right? Okay, and you re- does anybody remember when he put that doll in the hallway, and then he set a camera on it, and then he'd make you pay a buck a month to watch it? Because it was on Patreon. <laughs> I don't remember that. He did. He put a doll in the because the doll would move. Right. And so he put the doll in the hallway, he put a camera on it, just a still camera, and then you pay a buck a month, and you could go log in whenever you wanted to to check <laughs> to see what's going on with the doll. And I would do it, and I did it for several months. He got about ten bucks out of me, and <laughs> just to watch it. <laughs> but the, the but you'd go back, and the doll was moved. But it was a live stream, so it wasn't like see, he could step in and move stuff. I never saw it move, but it moved every time I would go back to look at it. So that was all in that time frame, right? So anyway, I did that to the house, so some things started happening, just little weird things, like I'd feel my hair move, like I'm sitting at the table and I'd feel like somebody just touched my hair and and kind of pulled it off to the side. You're just like, okay, okay, what was that? And then I was talking to Rihanna about that as well. I think I talked to you about it. I talked to all my my woo-woo friends. I'm just like, what's going on? and then I, I had, it's a double door into my bedroom. And I'd always had one door was always open and the other one was shut. And I just, I went to open them both up and I was cleaning everything and I shut them both. And there were scratch marks on the back of my door. Six. Like that. Like six scratch marks on the back of the door, wood door. And it was up about, about eye height or a little higher. And there was a band-aid stuck on the door. It was a child's band-aid, like from the 50s. The, the cartoon characters that were on it, it was really old. And it was stuck on the back of the door and you took it off. It wasn't used. I'm just like, like I took it off like somebody just slapped it on the back. And I took pictures of it. I have it um, for, for good. But I saged the heck out of my house. I mean, <coughs> saging. <laughs> like saging everything. And nothing's happened since. I'm sure your nothing's place happened. smelled great. People are like, Willie Nelson care. lives next door. 
I don't pungent. care. I don't Sorry, care. Pungent. But it did, that kind of freaked me out because I was like a little too close. And I, I don't know if this stuff was all there before and I just never, yeah. but I can't believe I never saw it. But it was the renovations. It, the renovate, that's what I keep hearing people say. It's the renovations it's, is what caused yeah, it. Yeah, they just don't like, I mean, the spirit world just doesn't like us messing with the floor plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a surefire way to get some, you know, extra activity in your house. But my piece of advice is twofold. Always mm-hmm. keep a pet in your house. Yeah. That way, if you have weird stuff happening or weird noises, you could just blame the cat or the dog. <laughs> Secondly, throw away all your, your indoor cameras, your nest cams Don't and all those it. things. Don't even they, do it. And you see things move and you wish you never had it. Yeah. You Plus, don't. you catch yourself picking your nose and you don't need that. <laughs> you know. I can't believe, I, I mean, how many times, too, that it was like, oh, set up a camera. I'm like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't want to know. I don't want to know it's in there. But the dog and cat thing, you turn around and the, the room's dark. And you, you flip on the light, and there's a cat sitting in the middle of the room just yeah. staring at you. Yeah, it can backfire. Yeah. It's like, how long have you been there? <laughs> You're just sitting there. Or they turn around, they're just facing the wall. Yeah. And they just stare at it. You know, and you... Cat, oh. you know, dog's just licking his own butt, and you're like, That's, can you do, you know, do <laughs> due diligence with protecting the household, right? Exactly. But it can backfire, because if the pet's not in the room, you're like, okay, what's oh, going on? But the band, old-fashioned Band-Aids. The old-fashioned Band-Aid was really crazy. Oh. I, I should have pulled that picture up for you. Oh, God, I wish I could find it, and we could throw it up on here so you could all see it. Because it, it is, it's freaky. It is freaky. Anyway, all right. Any other things that you want to cover? I'm just thinking going back to portals, you know, going back to alternate timelines. Yes. I have a theory that there's a portal that opens up on every playground in North America, and a used Band-Aid just pops into the ground. Because I swear, every, every playground I'm at, there's a used Band-Aid, and I'm like kicking sand over it to cover it up. That's gross. And it's, it gives you the ickies. You it know? really does. It really does. Talk about portals, though, some more, too. Do you, have you ever done any, any kind of research on those? Well, um, I plan to, but it's been said amongst woo-woo people that we know that uh, <laughs> North Omaha, in particular, as, is home to a lot of different portals. Now, I, you, I grew up in that area, not too far from, uh, well, right next to Miller Park, if you know where that's at, not too far from Hummel Park, which is a hotbed of activity. Hotbed. But you these know, portals, yeah, UFO sightings. You know Adam sightings? Sassy? Who? Adam Sassy, North Omaha History is his, por- his podcast. Oh, okay. If you get a chance, he's got a website, North O History, and he grew up in that area too. And same kind of thing, I mean, just in the area that he grew up. But go on, because he talks about, there used to be a hospital up there, hmm. and apparently there are some tunnels that connected the buildings. The hospital's gone, but the tunnels are still there. Why, why does there always need to be a tunnel Leave connected to a hospital? Yeah, right? Just right? join the buildings together and forget the tunnel. Walk in a hallway. But you hear this. Now... It is interesting because there's also the, the story that was recently posted all over the Nextdoor app. I don't know if you caught wind of this. I posted nope. it on my Facebook. But there was this uh, person uh, over near uh, Zarinsky Lake. And this is, I was in Kansas City at the time doing an event, but this was a few weeks ago. person near Zarinsky Lake uh, were up having a little shindig around 3 o'clock in the morning. I heard some commotion outside. It almost sounded like a woman screaming or crying. They go outside, and they can't really make out what it is, but there's like a one- or two-foot-tall being on two legs that starts running towards them. And at this point in time, they just make a beeline for inside, and they slap it up on the next door app, and people are commenting. And I'm looking at all the comments come in, and one of the people is like, well, I believe you because I live you know, three blocks over, and just the other day I saw a nine-foot-tall bipedal hairy creature hop the fence in my backyard. 
So I don't know what the heck's going on in, in Omaha, parts of Omaha. We have, we have Bigfoots. We have yeah. little garden gnomes running around. We got yep. God knows what else. Yeah, and, and then you've got the, the albinos. Cannibalistic. We all know about the albinos. Yeah. Don't say you don't know about it. Humble you know. Park. It's Humble so Park. politically incorrect. Don't say you don't. I know it is, but it's, <laughs> it's just the story. It's just a, Cam, check your email. Okay. Would you send him something about I sent, I sent him the picture of... Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he says, you're so bossy. Did you send him a cannibal link? Or <laughs> no, what? I sent him, well, no, I sent him that. That's it. That's the Band-Aid. Yeah, I don't recognize the Band-Aid. That's, that looks old-fashioned, though. Doesn't it? I it's thought it would be like It'll be up here in just or... a second. He'll get it downloaded and get it up there so y'all can see it. So you can see what it looks like. And tell me if it's not right. There are no children in my house. Yeah. Ever. Well, okay, maybe the people that lived there before. Ghost kids? Long time ago. But Ghost been, children count? We've, we've cleaned since then. <laughs> there shouldn't be a Band-Aid on the door about, I don't know, five and a half feet in the air. So he'll get that, and we'll put that up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the whole North Omaha thing, there is, there is a ton of great history, and there is a ton of stories. Um, but yeah, definitely I would suggest North Omaha history. Mm. Um, Adam Sassy is his name. And he doesn't live here in Omaha anymore, but he, and that's just like a passion for him, a side passion that he does. He is like super smart, like 15 degrees educator, lives in the Northwest, travels the world, but he's really fascinated by North Omaha. Sure. And, and the history of those buildings that are there. All right. Any other questions, any other things, any other topics? Hold on. As soon as, uh, Cam, I'm sorry, I don't want to overload Cam. It's like, I know, I'm so bossy. <laughs> I'm so bossy. We do have a question when you get it. Oh, there's the Band-Aid. That was on the back of my door. Is that, like a, bear, is that a Berenstein bear? I don't know. What are those, what are those guys? I don't know. They're old, it, like maybe 60s or 70s. Don't you think? Does that look like to everybody? There's a fish with a snorkel. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It looks really, it just looks dated. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> why does a fish need a snorkel? <laughs> that's the most paranormal of all. Yeah, and why do bears wear shoes? That's all these questions terrifying. and more. <laughs> why does a duck wear a shirt? Um, <laughs> no pants. Anyway. <laughs> all right, we'll get the microphone over here because we have another question. So I'm sorry. I'm overworking you this tonight, Cam. This is like, this is crazy. Town. That's cool. I'm still young. I know. I and can make it right anywhere. Here. Where are we at? She's oh, in she's all the way in the front. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Getting everybody. Get your steps in, dude. Yeah. Getting your steps in. What is your name? Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. My question was, I don't know if you've seen the series Missing 411, where people are all over the world go missing, especially around national parks, possibly due to going into a portal or aliens. What's your take on that? And if they go into a portal, I've always wondered, what happens to them? Do they start a whole new right. life there? Right. Or do, do they, you, like, what happens to their soul? Like, do they die on that? It's just so curious. Where, where does this, you remember the story of the, okay, way back when the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria and all that came over and <laughs> whatever, when everybody's coming over and there was a whole group of people that, they were like one of the first groups that came over. And then they went back to England to get something. When they came back, the entire group of people was missing. Roanoke. Roanoke. Yeah. Thank you. I knew you didn't know that. I, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, there, was, there were some signs on some trees, like some things carved in there. Some people thought they got taken by the Indians. Some people thought, you know, but there was no sign of them being massacred. Mm-hmm. 
but there was no indication where they went. This, this story, this missing 411, takes place, yes, in national parks. And I was just going to grab the description, and it just talks about the phenomenon of people that go missing in national parks. They go through a gentleman's book series, Missing 411, and the documentary also, and some strange cases he has documented. Um, they're focusing on these cases that happen. This is on Amazon if you want to watch it, I, I do believe. But Missing 411. It's crazy in the national parks. And there are stories about national parks as well. Creepy place. Yeah. I, I think this is actually a series. I watched one of them. I think you, I rented it on Amazon Prime. But there's a, whole, there's a whole series. There's national parks. There's one on UFO abductions. There's one on this and that. There's one on like more uh, true crime. But national parks are interesting. In fact, in my podcast, I have a podcast called So Strange, which cover a lot of these topics. But I mapped out in one of my episodes, there was a case, true story, in a national park. I can't remember which state, but there was a, there was a group of three people hiking, and they came upon this cabin. And inside the cabin was glowing as if there was something going on. They heard music, they heard laughter, and they're like, who would be having a... A party in this old dilapidated cabin in the middle of nowhere so they open up the door and people are wearing like attire from a different century like they're like we just step back in time one of the people in the party says I'm going to go inside the other two are like no don't do it she steps halfway inside the other two are trying to pull her back and they did just in time because the half of her body that stepped through the threshold it was paralyzed they had to go to a hospital. Her feeling, I do believe, eventually came back. But they think, what would have happened if she would have stepped into that cabin when she would have popped out in a different reality altogether? Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? The, that you just reminded me, too, when you were talking about that. And I'm, I mentioned this to you the other day. The Grand Canyon. There's a large part of the Grand Canyon. It is, it's the forbidden zone. Right? Why can't you go there? You can't go to some places in the... And it's not just because it's um, reservation land and because there is some, some areas that, that legitimately have borders and boundaries, but there is a large... Really, the only area you can go to is the place... Uh, what's it called? Angel? Angel Bright? Angel... Wherever the cabin is where you can go see the view. If you remember in Family Vacation where they stopped real fast, they looked at the view and they took off, that's, that's the spot. Or where that, that glass bridge is, Ooh. which is another spot you can go to. But there are very few places you can get into the Grand Canyon legally. You aren't supposed to be able to go, go there. There's a story, I do not know if it's, if it's true, still looking this up, that there was an expedition funded by the Smithsonian in the early 1900s and the gentleman that went there it was sailing. Actually, he was, I say sailing. He should say floating. He was floating from Wyoming to Yuma. He wasn't sailing on the Colorado. He was floating. And anyway, he's going down the river, and they noticed way up high that there were some disturbances in the rock, maybe some, it looked like entrances. They weren't really sure, so they decided to investigate. And as he got closer to the edges and they started investigating, they found steps, and the steps led them up. And they were able to go into the wall of the Grand Canyon. And it was this expanse of an area that appeared to have been lived in at some point. Kind of like in Egypt. You said they found Egyptian artifacts. That's the story. That's all I know. Curveball. Because so I was expecting it out. to be a Bigfoot or something. Right. Not a Bigfoot. Sorry, no Sasquatch. Not yet. But yeah, it was, they found what they said were Egyptian artifacts that would have been in the time zone or timeline of... Uh, Nefertiti. So Harrison Ford took him there. 
with the dial of destiny, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make yep. any sense. And you go to Mount Rushmore, and that's a whole other one, because that takes you through National Treasure. Great movie. And those movies, which are fantastic, um, and kind of seeds you with some, some ideas of what's buried up there. Does the government have a secret spot? I just I'm you know, just or you know, know, the sequel to that, they have the presidential, the secret book on the presidential library. It's when, the resolute you know, desk, also the resolute desk. Yes, yeah. Nicholas Cage, oh, the president. I like him. I know he's a dork, but I do like him. Well, Those movies we're, are good. I mean, we're okay. We're talking about aliens on a podium. Who's the dork, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Gosh, look at time is just flying here. So it's almost six o'clock. We've we've yep. covered a lot of territory, but we've got to play some games. Because we have some prizes to give away. Well, we've come to a fork in the road. If you're a casual listener, this is where our paranormal journey comes to an end. If you're a subscriber, we're going to keep this paranormal train barreling down the tracks with some bonus content, including a half-hour question-and-answer session that I did with some supporters recently. I fielded a lot of strange questions and a little segment that I titled Stump the Psychic. So if you're a subscriber, that's what I have in store coming up next. If you're not yet a subscriber, simply uh, click the link in the show notes and unlock a whole treasure trove of paranormal content. Now, please remember to show your support and snag a copy of my book, Old Soul, Young Spirit, on August 8th. Email me a screenshot of your proof of purchase to enter yourself in that $450 prize giveaway. And last but not least... Next week, ladies and gentlemen, next week is the season four finale. And that means we're gearing up for a mega-sized episode with multiple guests and a boatload of first-hand eyewitness paranormal stories. There's still room for one or two more guests, so if you have a story to share and would like to appear on the season finale, simply email my office and we'll squeeze you in. Now, next week's episode is going to be absolutely epic. And I, I kind of feel like a kid on Christmas Eve, you know, just counting down the hours and feeling giddy with excitement. But now we'll say goodbye to the casual listeners and begin to dig into the bonus content. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope it's safe, fun, and so strange. <laughs>